this is going to be an adventure for all of us. Let's do our compulsory follow-up. Uh, a week ago, uh, when we recorded, you were beating me by 1,495. I'm sorry, I was beating you by 1,495 followers. As of this very moment, 1,442, a difference of approximately 50 followers. Mm-hmm. So progress is being made slower than I thought, though. I'm very surprised by this. But there may be a reason, which we'll get into in a minute. Well, oh. I don't know. It goes in fits and starts. Mm-hmm. It does. Like, sometimes it's big and sometimes it's small. Uh, but it's, it's, it is, the gap is shrinking day by day, week by week. The gap is shrinking. Indeed. Um, so we'll see what, what happens with that. Um, and whenever the crossover happens, maybe we'll do a special brief analog or something to celebrate. I don't know what we'll do. (laughs) We'll we'll time it. We'll get it ready. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, but anyway, so we had to cover that. Um, additionally, Michael Cook wrote in to tell us that Lemsip, which is the crazy British, lemon sipping substance is apparently neo citron which is something i've never heard of but may, oh. may mean something to somebody else oh i hope that that was that was going to shine a light on everything for you nope no idea well that's no good then is it yeah well they, just because i don't know what it is doesn't mean other people won't so you never know but um but yeah so that's apparently what you may have heard of heard it referred to as in the uh united states canada that area could be Australia. Where is Michael even from? I don't know. I did not Let's find that out. He's from he's from Canada. He's so. a Canadian, eh? Yeah. I'm surprised they don't just have Lemsip. You yeah, know? that's true. Just, that's they are, weird. They are a colony, are they not? Well, should be more. If well. anything, that's what we've learned today. I uh, <laughs> Lemsip isn't always lemon, by the way. I found apple and cinnamon flavor today. Oh, see, I like orange. Although warm orange would probably be weird, but... I love orange-flavored things. Although, just before this show, Adina made me a homemade version. Aw, that's she, awesome. She had ginger and honey and lemon and put it with hot water. But I would like to clear up a question, see if, see if you can help me out with this. Okay. Whenever you make tea or a hot drink like this, and it's you're not adding anything to it, right? It's just water with something. Do you just put like hot water straight from the kettle into the cup and, and wait for it to cool down? Or do you add hot water, leave space, add cold water, and then drink it quicker? No, I definitely would just put a bunch of hot water in, mix it up, and blow on it, and sip very slowly. I don't understand this. This is what people keep telling me. Like, I just leave space and just add cold water. That makes more sense conceptually, but just seems wrong to me. You can drink it immediately. Oh, I know. In every way, that seems like a much smarter way to do it. It just feels wrong. That's all. So I'd gotten a lot better, and then just today I woke up and my throat was all sore on horse again, which is oh. why I sound like this. Oh, right. But, um, but yeah, uh, I just do the hot water thing. I mean, to be honest, the only time I ever make hot beverages usually is out of a Keurig, and usually that's only ever um, uh, hot chocolate. So the whole idea of hot chocolate is to be really friggin' hot, because pretty much the only time I ever drink it is when I'm really friggin' cold. But what you said definitely makes more sense, and maybe I'll try that sometime. In any case, um, you had a big week this week. Even though it was a very brief moment in time, you had a very important moment of time just a couple of days ago. Would you like to tell us about what happened uh, two days ago as we record? This this topic's going to come up a little bit later on in another way, um, but on 
what day was it? Tuesday? Yes. Um, I finally met the Italian stallion that is Federico Vitici in person. Tell me everything. How tall is he? How happy was he? How delightful was he? Did he smell like carbonara in the good way? Tell me everything. So I don't remember how he smelled, so I assume he smelled good. Right? <laughs> um, he's about as tall as me. This was okay. between the two of us. We couldn't decide which one of us was taller. Federico says that I'm taller. I say that he's taller. Okay. And how um, tall are you in, in either meters or feet and inches? I'm six foot. No, you're taller than that because you're a hair taller than me and I'm six feet. No, I'm six foot tall. Then either I shrank or one of us is crazy. But I'm afraid this is one of those scenarios where you believe that you're taller than you are. I'm sorry to break this to you, Casey. Maybe. I, I could air. be 5'11". I thought I was yeah. six foot and maybe I'm 5'11". Because I have been measured in my adult life and told I was 5'11 and also been told I was 6 foot. So I know I'm like, if I am 6 foot, I'm like a hare at 6 foot. Hmm. Well, all right. That's a sad sad moment for me. I'll have to collect myself. But uh... Kathy in the chat room would like to confirm that I am 6 foot tall because I'm about half an inch taller than her. Holy crap. I didn't realize that's how tall Mrs. Soup is. That is a tall lady. Um, in any case, so... Oh, but now Joe's still saying that I'm taller because he's 6'3". I don't understand what's happening anymore. <laughs> Basically, nobody knows how tall they are. Yeah, including me, apparently. Nevertheless. All right, so suffice to say, you and Federico are approximately eye-to-eye. So if you've ever met Mike, I would tell you that Mike is perhaps an inch taller than I am. And you would say... What kind of divergence are we taking right now? I don't, know. I don't even know what's happening. It's because we're both high or something on, on medicine. Um, so anyway, so the point being that um, you guys are both tall individuals. That's all that really matters. So, so what? Federico came to London for some meeting or something. Is that right? Special business. Okay. So he's here for special business. He did a day trip because he's crazy? Yeah. Okay, so he flew in and arrived, and did you meet him at the airport, or not until after his special business thing? No, he got a taxi Mm -hmm. from the airport to the place that I met him. Okay. Um, And we weren't planning to meet up before his special business, but it just so happened that I arrived in London before he did, Mm -hmm. so I was going to be waiting for him near where where his meeting was. Mm Mm-hmm. So when I got to that area, I was like, I'm here. And he's like, I'm like eight minutes away. And he was still going to be like 10 minutes early. So I, I, we decided that we would meet beforehand too. Mm-hmm. So I was standing and I was watching and I was like kind of looking in every car. And then I saw a car with the silhouette of a long-haired man in the back. <laughs> I was like, that is my Italian friend. And I saw him get out of the car and I crossed the road. And I was very careful of cars because I thought how horrible it would be for him. Right? Like if the first thing he mm-hmm. sees of me is me getting hit by a car. Like yeah. how terrible would that be? Or if then, he got hit by a car because he looked the wrong direction or something like that because you guys drive on the wrong side of the road. That could be terrible. And then I ran across the road. We both made very loud noises. Um, <laughs> we embraced and then we kind of looked at each other. And then I think this happened in, happened three times. That's we delightful. Just, we just kept hugging like over and over again. And I was like shaking. Like I was so excited. 
Um, and then we kind of just stood there for a moment. Then he took a picture of us, which I'll put in the show notes, where I look crazy um, <laughs> because I'm just so excited. You'll also see, if you look very carefully, you can see that my glasses are steamed up. Oh, yeah? Is that up in the, in the corner? It shows you how much we were hugging. Yeah, 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 yeah. In the you left lens up, up near your nose. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's delightful. And then uh, Federico went off to his meeting. Um, I went to grab some coffee. Um, and then we were planning to, on the way back, because I was taking Federico back to the airport, um, we were planning to meet Gray along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Gray came to meet me, and then we surprised Federico. Oh, that's awesome. So, uh, And Federico had no idea that Gray was going to be there? Not at that point, but he okay. knew he was going to be seeing him that day. Okay, gotcha. That's awesome. Yeah, and then so we we all hung out a little bit, and then uh, so like just basically just chatting in the street, and then I took Federico on the way. Like I I I'd looked after everything for him from that point. So, um, so you were his concierge. Well, I my main thing was he was in a, a place he'd never been before. He was only there for a few hours before he had to catch his flight home. Uh, I just wanted to let him not have to worry about anything, right? Yeah. Um. So. I topped up an Oyster card for him in case he needed it for the for the tube. The Oyster card is like our uh, cashless system, mm-hmm. um, and you don't use like a paper ticket. It's like a card, like a, like a credit card, and it has an NFC chip in it. Yeah, well, it's the NFC is different. But last I was in New York City, it's like a Metro card, except the Metro cards are not NFC; they're you know magnetic, like a credit card is. But um, yeah, no, this is NFC, which is how Apple Pay works. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but what I had done was, was I, what I, this was like the backup system because what I was hoping was, and which we did do, is I gave him my phone, I activated the Touch ID thing and he could use Apple Pay. Oh, nice. Because he'd, he'd never got to do that before. Mm-hmm. So we did that and then I used Apple Pay on my watch and I took him on the tube for mm-hmm. the first time. Mm-hmm. So the two of us were on the tube um, and then we got him to the airport uh, and he was all checked in already and we were just hanging out in the airport for a little bit. Um, we were looking for a magnet for him to take back for Sylvia, but couldn't find one, so we had to get one on the other side. And then I kind of waited in the airport once he went, and I thought, I'm just going to sit here and wait until he tells me through security, and then I'll go home again. You are a good man, Charlie Brown. I was worried about him, you know? I remember when he came to uh, to San Francisco for that, that special business, and you were basically coaching him the entire way. It was delightful. Yeah, it was the same kind of idea, but the best thing was this time... I could actually be the one to do something. Oh, that's that's really awesome. As opposed to just giving some advice beforehand. So, mm-hmm. no, That's so cool. I'm so jealous you guys got to hang out. Even if it was only for what, like a sum total of an hour or two? I mean, it doesn't sound like it was yeah. long. It wasn't long. It really wasn't long because, you know, like, oh, and also, like I say about the tube, we also got a train called the Heathrow Express, which I bought him a ticket for and sent him the uh, wallet, that the Apple wallet pass thing. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, so I've done all that for him as well in advance. That's really cool. It's a trip that I know very well. It's to Heathrow Airport, which I frequent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You never use Gatwick? Tend not to. Uh, Heathrow is way easier to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, nicer, more modern, and there are more transatlantic flights uh, from Heathrow. I have used Gatwick, uh, but I prefer not to. I, I like Heathrow. So I, I look for Heathrow when I'm booking tickets. Gotcha. Is Gatwick more local-ish things? Like, not necessarily within Britain, domestic flights, but, like, to mainland Europe and stuff like that? 
They do a lot more European flights. They do flights to the to America, but they're not as uh, frequent. They're not as frequent. They're not some of the airlines that I like to use. Like British Airways, um, they operate exclusively from Heathrow. They have their own terminal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now Virgin as well, which I like, also operate from Heathrow. So. Oh, yeah, that's excellent. Well, it sounds like you guys had a good time, if, albeit short. And like I said a moment ago, I am tremendously, tremendously jealous. And uh, I'm very glad that you guys got to meet up, even briefly. Yeah, it was fantastic. We had, uh, it was a very nice time. And now, as I said to him, uh, and it's so true, now that it happens once, it's like it hurts now every day. So, <laughs> you know? It's the same with me and you, right? Like mm-hmm. once you meet someone for the first time, it gets worse and worse that you don't see them more often. I agree. I agree. I um, There have been times, I can't think of a specific time other than like, well, okay, so when you were in Indianapolis, uh, for a fleeting moment, I thought, could I make it out there just for like a night and just surprise Mike? And I just couldn't make it work. But I've thought about doing things like that because how awesome would it be, even just briefly, for like me to just show up where you were or, I mean, even crazier for you to show up where I am and just be like, hey, man, how's it going? thought we could hang out for a minute. That would be nice. It would be, be really crazy if I did it to you. Yeah, I'd say so. But you never know. Weirder things have happened. You're going to walk through the door? No. Could be. That would be great. Oh, my God. I wish I'd planned it that well. That would be amazing. Uh, I wish I'd planned it that well, but no. All right. Should we take our first break? Yes, please. This is one you're going to be very excited about, and you actually have to do the majority of the work for because it's the perfect reason. So our first sponsor of this evening is Tom Bin. Yes. So I love all of our sponsors. I really do. But. You've never even let me say the bit that I need to say. Well, You've just gone so excited I, I'm about too, it. I can't help myself. All right. I, I will sit on my hands, if you will, get through the the, the parts that, that are super important, and then I'm going to go on for about half an hour about it. I have one sentence. Excellent. Tom Bin has been designing and making travel bags, laptop bags, and backpacks by hand in Seattle, Washington since 1972. That's it? That's all you need? That's all I need to say. Let me tell you about Tom Bin. So I don't get really geeked out about a lot of things the way that, say, um, Marco really gets into headphones and um, podcasting microphones. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, The way that you get into pens, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I don't really get into things like that to that degree that often. I made the mistake about a year ago of maybe it was two years ago now, but anyway, some time ago buying a Tom Bin bag. And now I can't buy anything else because they are the best. I freaking love Tom Bin. Of course, they paid us to talk about, talk about them a little bit. They did not pay, pay for me to say I freaking love Tom Bin because I do. Um, I wrote a review, um, which actually was kind of inspired by, um, by Stephen Hackett's reviews of various things. Uh, I wrote a review for my website of their, um, of their cadet bag, which is my laptop bag of choice. I haven't, I have probably, well, I can see a handful from here. One, two, three, four, I have four or five laptop bags. Um, because I just never found one that really, really worked for me. And, I eventually decided to to spend the money on a Tom Bin Cadet, and oh my God, Mike, I love this bag. I love this bag so darn much. 
I did a photo shoot with this bag on my back deck for, for this review. That's how much I love this stupid bag. I love this bag. Um, it is exceptionally well-made. It's definitely clearly well-designed by somebody who knows how to make a bag. And the thing that's great about Tom Bin is that the zippers on the cadet are like these really strong, like I would call them like industrial grade zippers that may or may not actually be true, but that's what they seem like to me. And they're so strong that you almost need two hands to zip most of the zippers, which I consider a good thing because that's how strong they are. It'll keep water out, keep dust out, et cetera, especially for a laptop bag. However, we also have their uh, parental unit, which is their diaper bag. They actually realized and thought far enough ahead that if you're a parent, you're not going to want to need to use two hands in order to unzip a diaper bag because you're probably only ever going to have one hand free. They used different zippers on the parental unit that are easier to zip for exactly that reason. That's how freaking serious they are about bags. These bags are amazing. I got mine in black, both of my bags in black. Actually, all three of my Tombin bags are black. Um, I did that because I like something very simple and understated. They have some crazy and wild colors that I'm sure you would like, Mike. They are expensive. I'm not going to lie. They are not cheap. But as with Apple and as with many of the things that I've come to like as I've gotten older, you get what you pay for, and they are amazing. I cannot say enough good things about Tom Bin bags. You definitely should try one. Get yourself like a little guy, um, like my Go Pack that I use. Um, that I carry all my like um, cords in that I travel with. That's a little Tom Bin bag. It's like under twenty bucks. Give that a shot. See what you think. They are the best. Go to TomBin.com. That's T-O-M-B-I-H-N.com. Check them out. Tell them Casey sent you. Uh, by some mechanism that Mike will tell you about. Um, they are amazing. That's literally all you need to do is go to learn more by visiting TomBin.com. That is T-O-M-B-I-H-N.com. Go learn more and upgrade your bag. We have uh, other spots from TomBin in the future, so I will save some of my comments um, about my lusting of TomBin bags for one of those. Excellent. Thank you so much to Tom Bim for their support of this show. Yep. Thank you, Tom Bim. This is one of those one of those sponsors that like you like their stuff so much. And when you can finally connect and you finally get like the excuse to really gush about their stuff on your on, on your show, it's just the best feeling. So I'm I'm super excited about that. In any case, we have we have to talk some feels. So feels other than lust for Tom Bin bags. Uh so you announced on Analog last week that you were taking a Twitter break. Mm-hmm. It, you announced that um, we recorded on Tuesday of last week. You said you were going to start on Sunday and you said you were going to try to go at least until when we record this episode. We, re- we are recording this Thursday this week, which is a little bit weird for us. As of right now, are you or are you or are you not looking at Twitter? I still don't have access to my personal account. Sorry, that that, that is exactly what I was asking. Okay. Yeah. I'd, I have a lot of questions for you, but I think what we'd like to do is have you kind of take us through your journey. Yeah, because I've been keeping a diary. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can try and... I've been writing down all my thoughts about what this process has been like. So it's Thursday, so I've been doing this for four days. Um, and I think I've learned some pretty valuable th- things already. Okay, excellent. Uh, which is great, because I didn't know if I would, but I really feel like I have. And I say my personal account, because there are some some caveats. So I want to remind everybody of the rules that I set. So on Sunday, Adina changed my password. 
Um, in uh, my current Twitter password is in her One Password account, like it's in her One Password vault. So I can't get to it, no matter what I want. Uh, but there's been things that, like, so there's been some interesting stuff that's happened this week that wasn't in t- in like originally known beforehand. So like, there's been things like I have sent a couple of tweets from the Relay FM account. So they haven't been my own personal tweets. It's not a timeline really of any that I'm using, but I have issued some tweets from that account for some stuff. Um, I also sent a tweet from the connected account, but like that's as much as I've done. Uh, I have been seeing some of the mentions that come in to me uh, by searches, and I also have an app that I love and use called BirdBrain, which is a kind of personal Twitter statistics application. I just find it really interesting to look at some of that stuff sometimes. And that app can show my mentions, but this wasn't out of the rules. Like, I can look at whatever I wanted to look at. I just couldn't do anything with it. Mm-hmm, and I could, mm-hmm. but I couldn't read my own timeline. That's what I couldn't look at. Mm-hmm. So seeing my mentions, I'm sure you'll agree by the rules that we set were fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I said that I could do searches. But what I what I have found out this week is Twitter searches suck if you're not logged in. Oh, is that right? So like if I search uh, Casey Liss right, and then press enter for it to, I would assume show me all the tweets that mention Casey Liss in them. It doesn't do that. It like handpicks them. Oh yeah. But it doesn't tell you it's doing that. It just shows you what it shows you, but you don't see everything. So did you try the advanced operators like um, 2 colon iMic? I don't think you can do that unless you're logged in. I am not logged in and I just did it. Okay. Well, I haven't tried hard enough because I haven't, which is good, right? That is, yeah, that is a good sign. Um, but like, you know, I also was looking at some of the responses on the Relay FM account one day this week. Uh, but that's all I've been doing. And I, but I've stayed away from my own personal account, so I haven't mm-hmm. logged in. I haven't, you know, got anything on there. So I want to go through my diary. Before you do, I just want to make it very plain that I am very proud of you for not only going on this endeavor, but for sticking with it as long as you have. Because I think if it were me, I would have lasted approximately three and a half minutes. So I am very proud that you have gone this long, and very, and uh, maybe not very surprised, but I am a little surprised that you've lasted all the way to the time we recorded on Thursday night. I think I'm going to surprise you. Okay. That's what I'll say first. So okay. let me talk about what happened uh, beforehand. Mm-hmm. So there was one day last week, it might have been on Wednesday or Thursday, uh, where I was kind of wasting some time on my phone for a couple of hours. And I got super nervous. <laughs> because I was just <laughs> reading Twitter. Yeah. And like going into Slack talking to Slack, going back to Twitter. And I was like, what am I going to do during these periods of time? Because this usually happens between the time that it's like lights out and Adina falls asleep, and then I'm usually awake for an hour or two, mm-hmm. maybe more sometimes. And one of the main things that I do there is read Twitter of the last five or six hours or something. Yep. And then I started to get other worries, like, where is my information going to come from for shows? Like, how am I going to stay connected to the news? Where will follow-up come from? Because I get a lot of follow-up from Twitter. Like, where is that going to come from for all the shows this week? And that, that started to worry me. Then I started to get worried about, like, what if something explodes that I don't know about? And Stephen, once he heard the show, agreed to keep an eye on my mentions for me. Mm-hmm. And he sent me a couple of tweets here and there or little things that I needed to kind of check on, right? Mm-hmm. Or like if he felt there was a piece of follow-up that I really should need, then he would send me it. 
then I kind of had two kind of questions that were rattling around in my brain. Um, like, what if people get mad at me for not responding to them? That was one thing that I was worried about. And then also the the other worry was, did I make a mistake in not posting anything public about this? Because mm-hmm. all I did was my last interaction on Twitter was me retweeting this episode of Analog from the Relay FM account. So like I retweeted the Relay FM tweet of this episode of the last episode getting posted because I figured if somebody really wanted to check on me, mm-hmm. they could like go to my profile, see that, and then maybe go and listen. Yep, you know, makes sense. like if they hadn't already heard it, that was my thinking. So, Sunday evening, done all the password changing, uh, and a little while later on, I immediately regretted it. (laughs) All I wanted to do was Was read Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was all I wanted to do. Everything else kind of seemed pointless and fruitless. And I felt like my iOS devices were now kind of a useless thing for me to waste time on. (laughs) Right, right. And then I had the revelation of RSS. Yeah, that thing that you were just telling me about like a few weeks ago that you didn't like at all, that? Well, because I don't need it. But mm-hmm. now I needed it. So the problem, the worry that I had about how am I going to get my news? Well, I downloaded Unread again, signed into Feed Wrangler, and uh, I, maybe once a day I've checked RSS feeds. Mm-hmm. But anything that's been really important has come up in the Slack room. Yeah, that makes sense. Like people are just talking about it. Did you did you enjoy going through RSS? Don't enjoy it as much as Twitter. Fair enough. But it's fine. It's fine. Why don't you enjoy it as much as Twitter? It's too much. Interesting, because to me, RSS is far lower volume the way I have my RSS subscriptions than, than my Twitter timeline is. Too much news at once. Okay. I can understand that. You know, like, usually I get... Any kind of new information, new news, new stories, a piecemeal throughout the day. Mm-hmm. But this is like sit down and here's all the news in twenty minutes, in like ten minutes. Here's all the news. Yep, you know all the news fit to print. That's right. Or at least syndicate. Yeah, right. Monday morning. So I wake up on Monday morning. And can't check Twitter. <laughs> it's the first thing I do every day. I like read the tweets from the evening, look at Slack. Like, you know, that's kind of the way that I wake up every day. And I spend maybe an hour or so reading through Twitter, looking at email, reading through Twitter, answering Slack, reading through Twitter. That's the way I start my day. Um, and I saw there was a new episode of Tomorrow with Joshua Topolsky, which is a podcast that I enjoy. I don't listen to every episode, but every episode I do listen to, I love. Mm-hmm. But I like I like cherry pick dependent on the guests that he has, mm-hmm. um, and I saw in the description of the episode that there was some news in it. So I thought that this might have been news about Joshua Topolsky's current situation, which so is I was like, well, that I mean he, he's to say unemployed is the wrong word, but like he's not a Bloomberg anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I I thought, oh, maybe he's announcing what he's doing. Right. right? So I went to twitter.com slash Joshua Topolsky and there was nothing there. Um, I did a search on his name because I realized you can't check mentions for people if you're not logged in. Um, And I couldn't find anything. So I Google searched him and couldn't find anything. Like there was no way for me to get this information. And I feel like I couldn't work out what it was. 
What was it? Well, it was nothing about him. I ended up listening to the episode. He had Matthias Duarte on the show, and it was basically the news that, and this was news, I believe, that Matthias Duarte is not actually the head of Android design anymore. He is oh, the head of material yeah. design. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that was the news. Um, but I just ended up giving up looking. And obviously I wouldn't have found out that information because I was looking in the wrong place. But my thinking at that time was, I can't get the information I want because I can't access Twitter. Yeah. It's tough. So I carried on with my day. And I got a lot done on Monday. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> In the morning. I got a lot done by 11. And usually my work just starts at 11 because that's the time that I'm done with everything else. So when you wake up, there's that much Twitter to go through be- between the East Coast and the West Coast of the United States? It, it's Twitter and then all, all other stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm not just reading Twitter for like two hours because reading Twitter isn't just reading your Twitter timeline, right? Yeah, it's reading all the web pages that are linked and exactly. watching videos. Yeah, I'm with you. It's like it, it ends up just becoming a big thing, but I didn't have any of that. Um, and so even this is Monday. Like by Monday lunchtime, I felt I felt three different things. I felt disconnected. I felt like there was less noise in my life, and I felt like I didn't know what was happening in the world. Now, that sounds like a bad, a good, and a bad. It's like a bad, good sandwich. So is that how you felt? Was it, was, is that bad, good, and bad, or was it all good, all bad, somewhere in the middle? I don't know. Okay. So at this point, okay, because I, I have more concrete opinions about these three things now. But at this point, you're still confused. Yeah, at this point, I don't know whether it's good or bad. Mm-hmm. Um, then there was like some weird news on Monday that Polygon, uh, the game's website, reported that Serial would be partnering with Pandora yeah, yeah. and was only streaming on Pandora. This ended up being incorrect and that they are streaming on Pandora as well as everywhere else. And I couldn't make snarky tweets about this news one way or the other. <laughs> and that was the first time I really noticed it. I was like, I have nowhere to get these jokes out. Right. But I definitely, on Monday, got more work done faster than usual. My email inbox was lower than it had been in a while. But I was playing video games for like three hours that day. In Video games for virtual or because you were just goofing off? Just because I had a new video game I wanted to play. Okay. But I still felt like I was more productive. Is that because the video game was driving? No, this was just a totally <laughs> different video game. It wasn't Euro Truck Simulator. I only started playing Euro Truck Simulator before we recorded this evening. Fair enough. That's a Cortex thing. It is indeed. It doesn't know. Oh, um, goodness. So it was weird because I don't know if I had like was having as much kind of aggregate work time, right? Because I don't usually play video games for three hours. But the time that I was working, it was maybe more focused. Mm-hmm. So for whatever it was, I got a bunch of work done on Monday. But I did also on Monday have my first weird thing happen. Okay. Well, weird, annoying thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was I... Missed the rescheduling of a podcast recording because I couldn't see my DMs. Ah, that's interesting. 
So I was I was recording an episode of Inquisitive with somebody, and they didn't feel well, and they wanted to see if they could reschedule, but I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. Right? It makes sense. So, That's crappy, but it makes sense. Because I couldn't get to my DMs. Mm-hmm. And this made me really nervous to consider what my other DMs look like. Yeah, I can understand because that. Because the majority of people that DM with me probably don't know this is happening. Mm-hmm. Because people that DM me are not people in the Slack, right? Sure, they sure. Have, they maybe don't have my phone number. So what did you do? Nothing. You're just dealing with it? Yeah, I'm just waiting. Mm, that's bold. I would have told Adina to go look at my DMs if I were you. I thought about it, but that feels like breaking the rules. Eh, not necessarily. If well, what you, if there's something I need to respond to? Then you better hope that you have a different communication mechanism than Twitter direct messages than, that, to get to them. You're going to have to climb up or down the pyramid, my friend. So this is what I thought. But then thought to myself, if it's that important, they'll contact me in another way. That's true. I agree with you. It felt like it was cheating, so that's why I didn't do it. I considered it, but I felt like it was cheating. Uh, yeah, you know, you're probably right, and you're, that's probably the more mature way of uh, approaching the situation. I felt like I needed to maintain self-control. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, again, I'm proud of you. And this is part of that self-control. And also on Monday, we posted Cortex, and... I was way more active in the Cortex Reddit than usually I am. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Partly because I had more time and also because I didn't really have anything anywhere else to say anything. That makes sense. I, I really expected that you would just go neck deep into Reddit this week. No, I mean, I've spent more time in the episode 16 of Cortex thread. But that's Fair it. Enough. So that's that's all right. So that's Monday. That's all of Monday. So let me take a break. All right. This episode of Analog is also brought to you by Fracture, the company that will take your favorite images and print them directly onto glass so you can proudly display them or give them as gifts. The team over at Fracture wanted me to extend a massive thank you, a ginormous thank you, a humongous thank you to all of you out there who have given them the opportunity to take your favorite images, your memories, your accomplishments, and print them onto their beautiful pieces of glass to send to you so you can display them proudly at home and look at them every day and bask in the glow of the beautiful images and the things that you've accomplished in your life. I love working with Fracture for a couple of reasons. Because I think they're a great company. They make a great product that I personally use. Use is an interesting word because it's not like that you use them every day to do something. But I use Fracture to print images and I've had them sent to me. I've sent them to as gifts. They're such great gifts. They're just perfect gifts for people. You can send people something that means something to them. It's all They're all personalized because you choose the image that you want. And they also look like no other type of framing that you're going to see. That's what makes Fractures so fantastic. They're so unique. I also love working with them because they're a great group of people. Everybody that I have ever dealt with over at Fracture is super nice, super friendly, and that alone is why you should be giving them your business. Like, they're really great on social media because they know who we are. They know who our listeners are. Like, they love seeing people's great uh, Fracture photos. Like, so people do this quite a lot. They take a picture of their Fractures and tweet them to me, and they tweet them to the Fracture account. And I love doing that. 
you know, I love seeing those because some of our stuff, it's all digital, right? That, that people buy to support the show because there's not really much to show. They can tell you, oh, I supported you, which is awesome. But with fractures, you can take a picture and you can show me what you have printed. And I like to see some of the stuff that people have printed. Some people get like, uh, podcast artwork or app artwork. Some people get pictures of their family, which is super nice. Now, I want to tell you about this this one little thing. The holidays are coming up, and I was talking to Herb over at Fracture the other day, and he said to me, as well as his ginormous thank you, he told me how busy they are right now, and he's saying that part of that is podcast ads. They are crazy busy right now because everyone out there is going and buying Fractures because they're hearing about them on the shows, which is awesome. They love that. Trust me, they love that. Of course they love that. And I love that too, because I love it when uh, we do Great by Fracture because they'll keep buying ads and we love supporting them and they love supporting us, which is awesome. But the holidays are coming up. So if you want to get a Fracture printed this holiday season, you better get that order in as soon as possible because as they get busier and busier and busier, the Fractury cannot cope with the, <laughs> the waves of amazing images that come their way and you may not get them before Christmas. You're going to get them, but you might not get them in time. So if you want a fracture to be printed and delivered to you or to a loved one before the holiday season, you want to get that order in as soon as possible. But even if you don't get it in as soon as possible, even if it misses the holiday season, it's always going to be an incredible gift whenever it shows up for someone. So just go to FractureMe.com and get started today. And if you use the code ANALOG at checkout, you will not only get 15% off your first order, you'll also help support this show as well. Once again, huge thanks to Fracture for supporting this show and for you guys for supporting us by supporting them. Excellent. All right, so we're in Tuesday now. Take us on your journey. Tuesday was meeting Federico Day. Ah, so you were pretty well distracted, uh, but there were issues there because you talked to me about these issues. I couldn't tweet about this. Mm-hmm. You Sad know, times. like, how much does that suck? The funny thing is, and I swear to you, I swear to the listeners, hand on heart, this is absolutely true. I don't remember specifically when it was, but sometime on Tuesday, because I knew this was going to happen, I thought to myself, Mike is going to take an Instagram picture of him and Federico, and he's going to want to have Instagram tweet that picture is that permissible? And I had a real, I had a real solid think about it, and I didn't really come to a good conclusion. Well, fast forward uh, an hour, a couple hours, sometime later that day, Mike gets in touch with me on Slack or, or iMessage or something. I think it was Slack, and says, "I really want to take a picture with Instagram and have to Instagram post it. Do you think that's cheating?" And what what we had concluded in the end was that yes, it was cheating, but I wouldn't have thought too much less of you if you had done it. Yeah, so I basically have done it a few times this week, taken Instagram photos of things I really wanted to tweet, but haven't tweeted them. Mm-hmm. Which is good. I, I think that's a good thing. Yeah, but it's still frustrating. I can understand that. But it was definitely a weird thing. Um, and one of the other things about this day was I was traveling a bunch, going into London and then coming back from Heathrow. And one of the main things I do when I'm on the train... Is read Twitter. Couldn't of do course. That. So I was listening to lots of podcasts. I was playing some video games and stuff. Mm-hmm. What what games are you playing on iOS these days? Um, I've actually gotten back into Alto's Adventure. 
You know, I've never played it, but I was sitting at the oh, dentist's so office good. today. I have it, um, but I've never played it. And I was sitting at the dentist's office, and I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll just go ahead and play Alto's Adventure. But I realized I at some point deleted it from my phone, and I didn't have but a, a, the teeniest bit of service in the waiting room. So I just sat there and lo- refreshed Twitter a thousand times instead. Yeah, of course you did. Alto's Adventure is... A fantastic game. And also, uh, um, I've played this game before, Desert Golfing. I don't um, want to even try it because I'm so scared I will never put it down. I played it and I enjoyed it, but I deleted it. But but Marco suggested to me that I try it out again because he finds it very useful whenever he takes breaks from Twitter. And I agree. It's good for this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I've been playing a bunch of that too. So that's what I was kind of doing on the train. Um as a way to try and help me. And then there was like another weird thing, which was when Federico tweeted that picture, like nobody knew he was going to be here, right? Like he hadn't mentioned it. He hadn't uh, even given any hint that he was traveling, um, which was purposeful because we wanted to surprise people with Mm -hmm. like, wow, Federico and Mike are in the same place. Um, So for me to see people's reactions, I had to open, I had to go to twitter.com slash Fatichi and refresh Chrome <laughs> to see people's responses to the tweet. Like an animal. Like an animal. Like an animal. So that was really weird. Um, and then, I, so this is when I started to get a little bit introspective about this whole situation. And I started to think about how I was feeling and, and what was going on here. And kind of looking at it at this point on Tuesday, so this is only really about two days into this whole scenario because it's, you know, half a day, then a full day, then a half a day. Mm-hmm. I think that I have can see that there are significant benefits to spending less time looking at Twitter. Mm-hmm. And that maybe part of the way that I need to do this is by following dramatically less people again than I already currently do. So it takes me less time to read what I do read when I do check Twitter. That makes sense. So this is going to mean some really tough decisions because I feel like maybe 250 is a solid number, which is half again. Mm-hmm. So all of the people that I'm following for political reasons and for those like social reasons big big chunk of those people are going to have to go so i'm yeah. going to have to deal with the consequences of that whatever way they may come yeah i can understand that but i feel like the only way i'm going to get it down to just being able to read the people that i want to read is to get rid of all of those people yeah yeah that's it's a tough thing and i agree with you i i, I don't know i have tried to be stronger about aggressive unfollowing over time, but I definitely still have a lot of political follows that I really wish I could kind of get away with. Um, But, you know, it is what it is. But I'm curious to see how this works out for you when you start to really call, um, when you call all of these follows. I could mute these people, but it doesn't really feel not enough. I feel like I have to get rid of them. Um. Because I need to see, because this is part of it, right? I need to see if this, if the number does actually affect it. And the only way I'm going to know that is by getting rid of a large amount of people and then seeing what each number, like each kind of number range, what it feels like. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, I, I totally agree. Like, if I get it down to 250 and still feel like it's not enough, then I know, right, 250 is not enough. Let's go to 150, you know, and, and kind of go from there. Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree with you. I don't know that um, that setting a number is the best approach. However, I do think it is a very good first step. Yeah, I probably won't get down to 250. But, like, if I can kind of follow that idea, then... I can kind of like set my sights on 250, mm-hmm. I might get to the point that I need to be. All right, fair but enough. On Tuesday evening, um, so after I'd spent some time with Federico, uh, me and Adina went for dinner with a friend uh, whose name is Sarush. Do you know Sarush Kanlu? Yeah, where do I know that name from? Sarush just launched a company that he's been working on called oh, Back he, Channel. Yeah, okay, okay. I knew I knew that from somewhere. Yes, okay. I, I don't know of him other than this, but I recognized his name. Which you are, if you are an iOS app developer and you do beta testing, you should check out Back Channel. Uh, this isn't an ad, so I'll just put a link in the show notes. But if you do betas, go check it out. It's actually super cool. We, he is in London, so me and Adina met him for dinner that evening. And I met, I met Adina a little bit uh, earlier on in the evening and she asked me like how does it feel and this is the thing so I have I have struck upon a thing for how this whole situation is making me feel that is the prevailing kind of thing that I've had which is I feel free and in control of my own emotions that's excellent I, um, I hope I don't sound sarcastic I, I really genuinely mean that that's excellent People aren't able to control my emotions easily, inadvertently, or by just drive-by. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't have to read the world and how the world feels, and people can't jump in and make me feel a certain way, good or bad. Yep. So I can feel sad, I can feel happy, but the majority of it is under my control. Now... Of course, right? So I might get an email from a company that makes me feel bad. Like, of course, all of these things can happen. But Twitter makes me go on much more wild swings of this. And this was really punctuated by, before bed, I did a Twitter search and read some things that people were saying about me, about shows. And I read this one tweet from someone who's kind of just said to me something like, I just saw a picture of your laptop and the stickers and wonder how you, how can you deal with that? Or how you're able to deal with that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and it annoyed me because I was like, what's your problem? Like, I don't understand. Like, of course I can deal with it. It's my laptop. I choose yeah. it. The stickers didn't grow on it. Like, <laughs> I put them there. I want them to be there. And then I was kind of like, whatever. I was like, Ugh. And then I kind of put my phone down and I was trying to go to sleep. And it kept ringing around in my head. And I was like, yep. and then I thought to myself, this is a nothing tweet. Like, no, this is nothing. This is this isn't like even the worst type of bad feedback that I get. And trust me, like the bad feedback that I get is nothing like what you get or what so many of my other friends get. Like That's the majority, right. the, the the baddest of the bad stuff is like just like nothing to medium for most people. It's I'm pretty not a lucky. Competition. It's not a competition. I know it's not. I know it's not. But I'm just saying, like, because as I always say with this sort of stuff, you end up getting used to what you get. And it's all as bad no matter what it is. But like yep. basically what I'm saying is people aren't saying they're going to kill me, right? Like, so it's, you know, I'm nowhere near at the end of that scale. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have nothing to be, like nobody's trying to scare me. People are just saying things, which is a lot of the time just people being completely innocent, but they have poor social skills. Yep. 
Um, but it's it was just reminding me of like the even like by say by my standards, this one was like a just nothing. But I realized how this person had control over my emotions, and that's not good. And that's what you were trying to fight against. That's what this whole thing was all about when I originally came up with the idea. Yeah. So it was interesting, but here's the thing. I can't do nothing about that, right? All I can do is change my own, the own, my way that I deal with that stuff. So this process isn't going to change that, but it's just another step. So I've been able, I've been getting a lot better at this faster um, in recent months than the feedback is getting worse. Good, so I'm able good. to deal with it. I'm getting better at dealing with it at a much quicker rate than the situation is getting worse. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So like more bad stuff is coming in, but I'm dealing with it better and I'm getting better at it every day. So this is I feel like but this is another significant step in that process is knowing what it's like to not see any of it is is helping me in that regard, which is probably why I felt a lot better about all of this when I came back from my last holiday. Because mm-hmm. I wasn't, on, I basically don't really spend much time on Twitter during, during my holidays. Right, right. But I'm obviously not in the frame of mind of like recording my feelings during that time. <laughs> of course. So this brings me to Wednesday. Okay. So Wednesday was a big day because we launched a new show on Relay FM mm-hmm. uh, called Under the Radar. Yep, I listened to it uh, earlier today and it is excellent. With uh, your friend, uh, host of ATP and top four already on Relay, uh, Mr. Marco Arment, mm-hmm. and a guy that I have been wanting us to to be able to have as part of our network for a very, very long time, underscore David Smith. Um, I love these guys both very much, and I'm very, very happy that we've got the chance to, to work on them with this project now. But we weren't necessarily plan. well, we weren't planning on having this happen on Wednesday, but the stars aligned, and we, it did. So this plus the Federico thing were like huge things that happened to me in a week. Like it was, we we launched a new show. That's like one of the biggest things that can happen in my professional life. Yeah, like Relay FM has a new show, and I couldn't tweet about it. Now, does that? Did that make you feel like you couldn't talk about it with your friends? Or did that just make you feel like you weren't getting the recognition you deserved for accomplishing something? And I don't mean that to be passive-aggressive. I'm really honestly asking. No, it was more that I thought I wasn't doing my part to promote it. Okay, okay. That makes sense. Because whilst I don't have audiences as big as Marco and, and as big as Underscore, especially in this area, like, you know, the Apple development, the indie app development world, um. I feel like it's my duty to to at least bring some people in, right? I feel like that's kind of part of what we do here. Mm-hmm. Um, we have our own audiences at Relay FM, and I wanted to do my best to tweet about it and to get excited about it and help drive the excitement about the new show. But I also couldn't fave the tweets <laughs> or like, like the tweets. Right, right. Right, which I always like to do. I like to keep a record of those, but I recorded them in my day one as, as I do with this stuff. But I was really, really excited about it, but couldn't say anything. And then it dawned on me that this, launching a new show, plus the Federico thing, surely, if people were going to ever notice that I wasn't around, this is what would make them think that. Mm-hmm. 
like would make them realize something. Like two huge things happen, and I say nothing. Yep. Now, from the stuff that I've seen, I've seen some people that know I'm not around being like, "Oh man, I wish you were here this week," which is really nice. Um, and I've had a few people say that it that they kind of miss me being on Twitter, like uh, Mr. Doug Beale from the chat room said uh, he sent a tweet. I recorded a couple of them. Uh, Doug said, Twitter isn't the same about you looking forward to your results and may do the same. And I thought that was really nice that people had noticed it, but I just thought it was very strange. And it was just interesting, right? Because, you know, the whole idea was like, if people were ever going to notice, they're going to notice with this. Yeah, I, I mean, it would have been extremely obvious, one would think. Now, I would, I would hope I would have noticed by now, but at this point, I already knew what the plan was. Yeah. And then on Wednesday, I had lunch with my friend Oshin, who is one of the developers of Castro. Mm-hmm. Really good guy. And, and Unread. I, I love Oshin. He's such a great guy. So I've ended up spending this week time with a lot of people that I really love, right? So like Federico and Sarush and Oshin. And it was, it was really nice that it happened to me this week because it was a real good juxtaposition. Yeah. Of like seeing people and it was like it was a real beneficial thing to see like this is what it's like when you see more people and I wish I could do more of it. But like see the thing is like one of the reasons I met with all of these people this week is because they're not in London that much. Mm-hmm. That's kind of part of the problem. It's like a bittersweet thing. And also yeah. having no access to Twitter DMs made it super difficult for me and Oshin to to nail down logistics. We're like having to email each other. But he presumably rolled with it because he's such a good guy. Yeah, he just sent me some emails. That's awesome. And then, on Wednesday, I got fireboard again. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> uh, you are all over during Fireball these days. It seems like it. It's all upgrade, though. Not that's a bad thing, but like it is. It was John linked to another episode of Upgrade, uh, where me and Jason Snell were really upset at our Apple TVs, along with Joe Steele. Joe should have got mentioned. That's, yeah. that's all I'm going to say on that. Poor yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Joe was everything that was good about that episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was sad to see him not mentioned, but, you know, it is what it is. It's what it is. So, Casey, that brings me to the end of my diary. I have no notes recorded for today. The last thing that I have to tell you is the tallies of me accidentally hitting Twitter. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. So I kept the tally up. I have it on my iPad as well, but I only used it one day. It was like on the Sunday. On the Sunday night, I hit it 10 times. On the iPad or on the iPhone? On the iPad. Okay. And this is, I'm only recording these when I accidentally open the app. It's not when I want to check Twitter. It's when I press a button and I am shown a big white screen with a number on it when I'm expecting to see TweetBot. Right. 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 Um, on Monday, it was 11. On Tuesday, it was 13. Wednesday was three. And Thursday today was four times. Well, you really dropped off. Yeah, I did. I mean, to be fair, um, Monday was the first day. Tuesday was a day where I was on my phone practically all day. And then Wednesday and Thursday, I mean, I guess I just got better. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But I haven't had any muscle memory on my Mac. Ah, right. Okay. I have noticed my eyes sort of just looking at an empty space on my desktop, though. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, Mike. Well, so it sounds like this has been a worthwhile experience. Let's let's get the the high level, and then I'm going to ask you a handful of questions. Mm-hmm. You feel like this is worthwhile? A hundred percent. I don't know if this is useful for people listening. Um, I feel like it might be. Uh, I feel like it's definitely useful for people that have a lot of interaction on Twitter. Um, it, it's definitely been useful. So I'm, I'm going to say something, and I don't know if I believe it, but I'm mm. going to say it. I think I'd be okay if I never went back. Okay, that's bold. But I, I, the way you're talking about it, I believe you. So, like, the way that I'm feeling right now, like, I don't really feel like I'm losing much. Um, I'm still able to talk to most people. Uh, it's it's something that I kind of miss. But, like, if it went away, like, if Twitter died tomorrow, I think I would, I now know I could deal with it. Mm-hmm. So, which is really weird. But I still will on Sunday log back in and, and start using Twitter again. And one of the reasons for that is because it is important for my business. It is important for me to get feedback and have interaction with the, with the people um, that listen to the shows because 90% of the interactions I have with people that listen to the shows are great. And and I, I don't want to lose those. Um, but like what I'm saying is like if I had to, then I I think I'd be totally fine with it. Not the... Oh, wait, that sounded wrong. Not I would be fine with not talking to people, but like if Twitter went away, like I could live basically. Yeah, I I, I figured that's what he meant. But like I prefer to have it in my life, which is why I've been going back to it. And I prefer to be able to read things that people say and keep up with what people are doing in their world. Like the whole reason that I started using Twitter is exactly the same reason why I will be going back and, and looking forward to going back. But at the same time... I now know that it's not something that I I need. I I don't need Twitter as much as I thought I did. I'm not as addicted to it as I actually believed that I was. I am definitely exhibiting some addict-like behavior, right? Like with the muscle memory. Yeah. Like in opening Twitter, like and not even meaning to. But I'm not... I don't currently feel like I'm going cold turkey. Good. All right. Any other... High-level thoughts, or if not, I'll start asking a few questions. No, I think that's it. So the thing that I think I would miss most about Twitter is the same thing that makes Twitter occupy so much of my time, which is that the thing I love most about Twitter is the conversational aspects of it. The This is what I'm doing right now. Those can be interesting sometimes, but... What I love about Twitter is being able to be a either silent listener or sometimes participant at the world's largest water cooler. And I love being able to see those conversations, sometimes with friends, sometimes with strangers. But um, I love being able to be a part of that. And the the problem with following a group of people that all know each other, like say all the relay hosts is that you end up seeing a lot of conversations between them. And so you have a lot of tweets to read in your timeline. If you aspire to be a completionist, like I aspire to be, and you generally tend to be. Um, And so that, that means that there's always something new to look at every time you open Twitter. 
And so that's the downside of it. But the good side of it is you get to, you learn from these conversations. You learn about different ways to look at a problem or different ways to look at the world. And those are really powerful lessons in some cases. So it's very tough because the thing that I love most about Twitter is the thing that makes it take away so much of my time. Um, have you considered deploying the underscore David Smith mute technique? Do you know what I'm referring to? I don't think I do. So I don't know if he still does this, and I hope it's okay to share this, but there was at least a small window of time that underscored set a mute filter so that any tweet that started with an at sign would be muted. So think about that for a second. The only thing he would see are tweets to the world rather than the conversations I just told you I love so much. I bring this up because... Generally speaking, things that people find important, they're not going to tweet to only one individual. They'll tweet, you know, publicly. And if you wanted to cut down on a lot of your timeline, this would be a pretty awesome way to do it, which is to only look at things that people are tweeting to everyone rather than the conversations. And I wonder, Mike, I bring this up because I wonder if maybe you find yourself overwhelmed again, maybe this would be an okay middle of the road rather than going full-on cold turkey. That is interesting. I'd never thought of doing that, but I do feel like it's, well, again, all of my, all of the things that I believed were true ended up maybe not being true. Um, But like, you know, I feel like it's one of the things I love about Twitter is watching the conversations between people. I agree. But, there were so many things that I thought I loved, which I'm actually okay with. So maybe this would be one of them. I might try that. Yeah, just a thought. Um, what does Adina have to say about all this? She just wants to know how I'm doing. Um, she hasn't ex- she hasn't expressed to me a feeling one way or another as to whether she thoughts that thinks that I need to be there or if. And that she definitely hasn't expressed to me any kind of like you've changed type feelings mm-hmm. have uh, you directly asked her or have you has she just not taken it upon herself to say something gee i haven't asked and she hasn't told me all right well your homework for next week is when this is all over i guess sunday night do me a favor and ask her and uh either record her on your microphone so we can drop it in herself or uh or take notes because i'd be curious to hear or give me a call and i'll ask her i'd be curious to hear what she has to say about how your behavior changed, if at all. Well, I tell you what the best thing to do here is not to remind, have me even consider about remembering mm-hmm. and just say, Adina, can you please send me a message right now with the answer to that question? Thank you very much. <laughs> so she'll get to this and, and then she'll be able to give me the feedback. Oh, I see. So, okay. So when she listens to the show, she will hear your request and my request and, and she will let us know. I got you. Okay. Excellent. Do you feel like you've been more present? So um, the way I know, I I always think I can multitask and I'm always wrong. And the way I know that I'm not paying attention to what I'm supposed to be paying attention to is if I hear myself say, wait, say that again? Or what did you just say? Do you feel like you've been more present or do you feel like it's not been that much of a change? I I haven't recognized a change. Okay, that's fine. Uh, That's perfectly okay. Just curious. You had touched earlier on about how 
you feel like you're in control of your own emotions. Um, would you say that you feel any more fulfilled? Like, for example, do you feel like you've been living in the moment better than you would have in the past? Let me give you another, ex- uh, let me dig a little deeper into that. If it were me and you had surprised me in the United States, just for the sake of discussion, and, or if you were just coming to the States in the same way that Federico came to London, if you'd come to the States, my natural inclination would be to post that everywhere, to post it on Instagram, to post it on maybe even do a Periscope, which I generally don't typically care for doing, but maybe I would do that to tweet about it because I would want everyone, and this is perhaps a bit self-obsessed of me to say or conceited of me to say, but I would want everyone to share in this really awesome experience, possibly to the detriment of you and I spending good quality time together in that moment. Um, do you feel like you, you were more in the moment and perhaps more emotionally fulfilled by these moments because you weren't thinking to yourself, Oh man, I got to tweet that. Or, Oh man, I got to tweet a picture. Oh man, I got to do this. I don't know. I think the moment is a difficult thing to quantify now. Cause like, what is the moment? Like, is it the one that you're in or is it the one that you collectively share with the world? Like, it feels like these days we're all so connected that our kind of perception over what is the thing that you're enjoying can be skewed by the fact that you can enjoy it simultaneously with people that aren't there with you. Mm-hmm. So, like, is that what you actually are in? Because all I know is I would have spent the time with Federico regardless and we would have done all the things that we would have done. But I really would have liked to have sent that tweet and come back to it later and seen the things that people said. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't have spent the whole time. Like, I just wouldn't have spent the time, like, sitting and reading Twitter when he was there with me. We may have been looking together, like, and laughing at the responses coming through and enjoying that experience. Mm-hmm. And it just would have been another experience that we would have enjoyed together. But I wouldn't have ignored him to to do that stuff. But what I didn't get was that experience that I did really want and wish I would have had of being able to post a tweet myself with a picture of the two of us or post a picture that I took of him on the tube and see what people say about that. But Mm -hmm. I didn't get to do that. Yeah, it's tough. Um, When Aaron and I are out doing something or perhaps on vacation slash holiday, there are often times that I really want to tweet a picture or or, you know, Instagram a picture or something like that. And it's a hard thing for me because I want to be 100% present in that moment with Aaron or Aaron and Declan. But I also want to, I want to have that shared experience with people that aren't there. And the old man in me says, the only person or persons that matter are Aaron and Declan. And I'm trying to be better about about being more present for them but the 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 more i don't know liberal for lack of a better word i don't mean that in a political sense but the the more new wave i don't know person inside of me says screw it man that's what we do now is everyone lives in these moments together and that's what makes them so cool which is what you were saying earlier I don't know. It's just a very interesting thing that I've been struggling with a lot. Like, I don't want to go on vacation and do nothing but take a million Instagram pictures. Like, that's just, I almost feel like that's not vacationing anymore. It's just showing everyone what you're doing and you're not doing it yourself anymore. 
Well, but there's a reason that these social networks exist because people like to do this and they like to share these things. Oh, and I like to do it and I like to share. But at some point, I'm more preoccupied with finding the best picture to share than I am looking at the amazing thing that's right in front of my face. And that very much includes not only the vacation I'm participating in, but Aaron and Declan themselves. Yeah, I don't know where I fall on that line. Yeah, me neither. I don't know. All right, so moving on. Um, how have you filled that dead time? You were talking about playing some games, listening to podcasts on the train. You were talking about looking at the Reddit um, uh, thread for Cortex. Is that basically all that the only way that dead time has been filled, other than maybe doing actual productive things like work? Yeah, majorly work in video games has filled the time. Like, I actually feel like, I feel like I have worked less this week. But you've gotten more done. But my productive output feels like it's actually been more or about the same. But I feel like I've worked less. So what that is also telling me is Twitter is like work. And so I also need to reduce the amount of work that I do there. That is a really brilliant conclusion that I did not come to my on my own. That I really like that a lot. So because I can reduce that, I will reduce that. My mind just got blown. Like I follow a bunch of Twitter accounts that make me laugh, right? Mm-hmm. They're like there's this whole like section of, of people on Twitter that tweet just to make jokes. Mm-hmm. Right? This is a good thing. I enjoy it. But I'm actually thinking I'm going to start getting rid of some of those. Interesting. Because I don't know who those people are, really. Yeah, Like, yeah. you know, like I follow a few writers at BuzzFeed because they're really funny. Um, or, or whatever. But I'm just going to unfollow these people now because they don't... They, they bring a level of enjoyment. They, they make me smile. They do things that I think are funny. But the majority of the time, all they're doing is filling up my timeline with silly jokes. And I'm I'm get, what I'm what I'm planning on doing is getting my timeline way closer down to towards people I know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm trending it towards people I know. So the major, I expect that a, a larger portion of my timeline than previously will also follow me. That makes sense. I can get behind that. So I will end up following less people that don't follow me back. That won't be like a. It won't, it's not going to be like. It might not even be a majority percentage, but it, it will be closer towards that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, could you have made this week work without Slack? Nope. Not a chance? No way. No way. Because the Slack has been where I've been going a lot of the times where I would have been opening Twitter just to see if anyone said anything. It is the communication I've had with the world anything important has gone in there um it's also the it's the human interaction that i need in my daily life is there and so i only i believe that probably part of the reason i was able to do this or part of the reason i thought i wanted to do this was because slack has become a very important part of my internet communication um and a lot of the people that i care about most are there Um, yeah yeah it's, this is the Relay FM Slack, of course. And there's like 30 of us in there, right? Yeah, I think that's right. And the thing of it is, is that 
I, I don't like bringing up the Relay Slack too often because I don't want to make it sound like, a ooh, this is the cool kids club and you're not cool enough. It, it, the fact that it's Relay in that Slack is basically irrelevant. The point is that we have a bunch of our friends in Slack. That's what matters. And this is true for anyone. For somebody who has never been on a podcast and has no interest in it and, and someone who is you know on the biggest podcast in the world, like maybe even CGP Grey, for example, um, it's, it's just awesome having your group of friends to talk to privately. That's a really awesome and powerful thing. And however big your group of friends is, maybe it's five, maybe it's 50, having that is amazing. And maybe it's Slack, maybe it's a Reddit thing, maybe it's something else entirely, but having access to that is so phenomenal and I can't speak highly enough about it. Yeah, because there's like a funny thing where it was like a mix of friends. Because basically when we started bringing people in, we got like 30 people on our Slack and it's been at 30 for quite a long time Mm -hmm. um, or like around that area. We had a bunch of people in our Slack room that weren't hosts, they were friends, and then became hosts of shows. Over time, yeah. Right? Like, John and Merlin and Underscore and Studio Neat Guys, um, like, to name a few, they were all in, like, our Slack group before they became hosts of shows on the network because they're people that I like and I think, like, everybody else is in the room. And, you know, it kind of was able to just grow from there, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's really been awesome to watch. And, uh, and yeah, I, I can't speak highly enough about how much I just freaking love having that outlet because it's so cathartic being able to talk about things that maybe I would have put on Twitter and maybe wouldn't have been wise to do so. And instead, I'm able to put that amongst trusted friends. It's really phenomenal. Uh, let's see. What else did I have to ask you? Um, Oh, the, the final thing I'd ask. Will you be a completionist about the tweets that you have missed for the last week? So, in theory, I should be... Be Oh, oh, wait, hang on. I see what you mean. Sorry. I thought you were asking me, um, like, will I be a completionist once I've gone through this process? No, 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 no. That, that whatever. I'm talking about, are you going to go back through the 18 million tweets that you missed? And um, are you going to catch up on them? No, and I probably won't do it with my mentions either. Ah, I see. I would have expected you to do it on your mentions. I'm a little surprised you're not doing that. It's going to be like quite a few hundred. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I will. I haven't decided yet. What I'll probably do is skim them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'll just maybe like skim through them. Um, But there's going to be quite a lot in there, I think. And and so much of it is going to be irrelevant. Yeah, makes sense. Like, you know, people are going to be talking about things that happened over a week ago now. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably not worth it. But, I mean, you, you're usually a devout completionist, so I thought maybe you would. Yeah, and I think I'll be able to, to continue to be a completionist if I'm able to get the timeline down uh, to where I think it needs to be. Mm-hmm. All right, that's all I had. Any other thoughts on this, or, or are we pretty much good? No, I think so there's a couple more points that I want to make, which is just kind of like programming notes, I guess. I'll probably have a little bit more to say about this on next week's episode of Analog. Um, that because uh, it, you know, I'm about, I'm like halfway, like a little bit over halfway, right? So I still have a few more days to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so who knows? Something might change. 
between now and then. Like, I might actually start to feel the effects of it more heavily over the next couple of days. I have no idea. Um, because I didn't expect I would feel this way, so who knows. Um, and then I will also have maybe started to take some steps and take some actions um, mm-hmm. over what I want to do going forward. The other is completely, and just genuine, like completely uh, coincidentally, Gray has done a similar, if not uh, harsher in some ways, less harsh in other ways, he's kind of done this himself. Mm-hmm. So basically for a month, Gray is completely dialing back a lot of his input from the internet and yeah. output as well. So he's basically not on Twitter at all. Um, and he's like, you know, he, but he's maybe not going to be... His rules are a lot looser, but it's also... It's difficult to kind of explain it. He's written a great blog post called Dialing Down, which you should go and read. But basically, Gray is dialing back in a lot of different areas, but differently to me. And, and I, for some different reasons, but not completely. Like, I couldn't ex- I couldn't put into words exactly how I felt, but I, I read his, like, opening kind of two sections of his piece. So it's they're titled, like, it's like the intro and then fast forward a decade and a half, right? So he's talking about kind of a background for him and having all this input come into him and how he would deal with that and how he would feel like he was always overstretched. It's completely how I felt and I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was really able to kind of put that into perspective. And the reason I bring all this up is we are going to talk about this on Cortex as well. Um, and I want to see why and kind of look at why Gray's doing this, but also want to approach a little bit more um, about the way that social media affects my work than what we've spoken about here. Mm-hmm. Um, because with me and you talking about this, I wanted to talk a lot more about how I feel about it and some of the things that I've worked out about how I'm going to personally deal with this. Um, but there's a little bit more that I think can be explored about the effect and importance of social media on my chosen career that I think will be really interesting to talk to Gray about. So if this does interest you and you haven't yet listened to Cortex, um, it will be on episode number 17, which will be out um, in about a week. Excellent. Also. I'm looking forward to it. So that's just another way to, to continue this. Yeah, sounds good. All right, you want to tell me about something awesome and then relay a few feels? Yeah, I think that'd be a great idea. This week's episode is also brought to you by Red Hat. What does it mean when every commercial bank in the Fortune 500 relies on Red Hat for enterprise software? Or every department in the executive branch of the US government? Or every airline in the Fortune Global 500? It means that more than 90% of all of the companies in the Fortune 500 understand the value supported enterprise open source software can bring to their businesses. If the value of open source software is rapid innovation, freedom, and interoperability, and which comes with community-powered technology, then the value of Red Hat is taking responsibility for that technology, testing it, enhancing security, and certifying that it will work in your data center. So, what is Red Hat doing that is making such a big difference? Well, it's simple. Simple, but not easy. They make sure that you can get all of the benefits of open source without the risk of doing it all yourself. No one else can make that promise, much less keep it. So go and visit redhat.com and see how they can help your enterprise of application development, storage, and cloud computing. Red Hat, different for the sake 
of better technology. Excellent. So what are some feels? So we would like to relay some feels that come to us this week. First, from Brandon. Brandon has said, and I'm going to give this to you, Casey, because I didn't do this. Mm-hmm. My time at college is coming to a close. What was the end of college like for you? Petrifying. Why is that? Completely petrifying because, A, I didn't have a job job lined up, and B, I was entering the real world where I only had a little bit of time to kind of cruise and, and try to find a job before the stuff was going to hit the fan. And I moved back home to mom and dad's, which was as good as one can hope, but still really uncomfortable and weird. Um, and I tried to find a job and ended up coming back to Virginia after having just left it. I went to college here in Virginia. Um, it was terrifying though, because I was a real person. And then I got my first real job where I was making uh, very little money all told, but um, that was one of the best experiences of my life because we grew up comfortably. I wouldn't say we were wealthy, but we weren't poor. And, um, and I, and I didn't really, we never had to worry about whether or not we were going to eat at night or anything like that. Right. And, and when I got my first real job, I don't know if I would go so far as to say I was living paycheck to paycheck, but it was right on the edge, if not, or maybe actually the first few paychecks, that probably was true. And then I had a little bit of buffer after that, but it was valuable to learn how to survive on very little money and learn that getting yourself all these stupid toys that I used to love, love to get myself really isn't necessary which really has almost nothing to do with the end of Brandon's or with Brandon's question, but somehow I decided I wanted to talk about that. Uh, but to summarize, yeah, it was terrifying. It was wonderful, but terrifying. Kevin would like to know, what would your superpower be? So I'll go first. Wait, didn't we uh, talk about this at some point? Maybe. Or maybe it was Stephen and I. It, it, I feel like this one might have been one of the ones that Stephen and I did that you were upset about. No, this just came in. Oh, Okay. Because I delete them from the list, so we don't do them multiple times. We may have answered this question. You may have answered this question. I don't remember. We'll do it again. I'm going to say this because if it was, I haven't got to give mine. Uh, I always wanted the ability to control time. That was what I always wanted because I wanted to be able to wake up when I want. I wanted to be able to sleep whenever I wanted. I wanted more time for my side projects. But like in a terrible way of saying this, I kind of now have that superpower. I set my own time, right? I do things when I want to do them, um, which is one of the good things and bad things about being self-employed. Um, so now it will probably be flight. Fair enough. Um, I always, I I always feel like if I could choose a superpower, I would just love to have a really phenomenal memory because my memory is terrible. Mike can attest to this. In fact, I I believe it was on one of these shows that we laughed about how bad my memory was. You just had this issue like a minute ago. Well, yeah, perfect. Yeah, that's exactly right. I didn't think of it that way, but yes, you're right. Now you just didn't remember. Yeah, I didn't remember. That's it. (laughs) Um, No, I, uh, I completely wish I had, I had like, I wish I had a photographic memory, but I think that would actually cause more problems than it would solve. So, um, I don't know, maybe seeing this being invisible is also kind of the same thing. Like to be able to be invisible would be, would be awesome, but I don't know that I want to see those things that I'm not meant to see. So maybe flying too. I know it's not very original, but either better memory or flying one or the other. And then, uh, finally this week from, uh, Conde, uh, 
What flag are you voting for in the Hello Internet referendum? <laughs> is this classifies follow out? Um, I guess so. Follow out your feels. I don't think I'm going to spend the time to actually vote, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, but if I were to vote, I'm looking at the page now. Give me just a moment. Um, the options are the way the page loaded for me this time. The options are club and claws, the white cross, flaggy flag, which is the best name by far, but a terrible flag. Uh, the, the Hello Internet logo, nail and gear, and that's it. It's a toss up for me between club and claws and nail and gear. So I know I'm only going to uh, – I may vote four of them because they do in the alternative vote, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't like the Hello Internet logo as a flag, so that won't get mine. I like the Hello Internet logo. I don't think it works as a flag. Um, so I think my number one is Nail and Gear. Um, then number two will – either be club and claws or flaggy flag oh flaggy flag is terrible what are you talking about i don't like flaggy flag to look at but it's the best flag oh stop no you're you you, i appreciate your wrong opinion but it is wrong it's not the best design but it's the best flag it looks like a flag the rest don't look like flags nail and gear looks like a flag in communism but i like it because it's the best thing but like if you fly that you look like you are supporting communism, right? Flaggy flag just looks like a flag. Um, and then I'll probably go with White Cross. I really like White Cross, but somebody pointed out that it's like some, it looks just like some uh, nationalist party flag, which is also another problem. Um, but I like that because it's a hatred and I, which I didn't realize initially, and it also looks like a flag. That's probably the, vo- the vote order that I'm going to go in. I haven't done this yet. I'm going to Wait. do it. So I'm sorry, can you recap the vote order then? Yeah. Uh, it's going to be number one. I, I, again, one of the reasons I haven't done this is I'm not, I don't feel like I'm at 100%, but like right now it's nail and gear, flaggy flag, club and claws, white cross. Flaggy flag is just so bad. Everything you said about flaggy flag, you should have said about white cross. I don't really like white cross, but it is it is a great flag. I do like the quiet nod to the HI, but... I have to say, looking at this and thinking about it, I think nail and gear is the best. I wish it had a little more color, but I know that's not gray style. Um, nail and gear is the best, followed by club and claws, followed by white cross, followed by the Hello Internet logo, followed by that abomination that is flaggy flag. I'm really interested to see how this voting goes. Now maybe I will vote, just so I can cancel off your terrible vote. you got to vote. It's, you know, how often do these things come up? Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I keep... It's, it's, on, it's in my to-do list. I figure we've still got a bunch of time, because they haven't even released the next episode. So I assume on the next episode, they'll probably say when the closing date is for entries, and mm-hmm. that's probably when I'll get off my butt and actually do it. Fair enough. All right, Mike. Uh, just I'm- to, like, to confirm a little thing about this. Like, I have to post my my vote, right? Like, mm-hmm. I see Gray frequently, but I, I will still be posting my vote. And I asked him, him and Brady, they're posting their own votes. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Now, when you say posting to an American, you mean mailing. Mailing, yeah. Excellent. 
But this is going in the UK, so posting is correct. And, right. And I'm not arguing that. It's just when you said posting a vote, to me, that means just like registering a vote or sharing a vote. But but in this case, you mean mailing via the Royal Mail a vote. Yeah. Excellent. Posting via the Royal Mail anyway. <laughs> right. Sorry. <laughs> Duh. Well, don't I feel stupid. On that happy note, um, I am proud of you, Mike, for staying strong on the Twitters. Um, let's see how let's see how it goes through now on Sunday. Uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing your tweets again come Sunday evening. Follow me on Twitter. I'll be back. No, don't follow Mike on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter because he is now ahead by 1,443. I keep saying that. You're behind by 1,443 followers. Unfollow Casey and follow me. No!